So today on the podcast, we have Mark Martin, who is uh, a Hall of Fame uh, broadcaster here in the Charleston area of West Virginia. Mark and I have become friends since we moved up here in 2015, and I know you will love listening uh, to his take on broadcasting, sports, and life in this podcast. And after a short segment from our sponsor, you will hear from Mark. All right, today we have Mark Martin on the podcast, the man, the myth, the legend. Welcome to the podcast, Mark. Well, thank you, Coach. I appreciate it. It's Mark, a little different now. You're you're interviewing me, huh? I was about to say the first time we met, you interviewed me. I think before we played Capital in 2015. Yeah, right, your first game at Riverside, sure did. Yeah. So, well, put it this way, I'm I know you will interview me. There's no danger of me trying to coach a game for you. So let's just get that out there. Okay. Oh, you could have helped me that night. We lost like 50 to nothing. That was a good time. Yeah, they had a pretty good team. So, yeah, they were pretty good. They went they went to the state championship game that year. Yeah, sure did. Sure did. They were good. Mark, uh, give the listeners some background. You have a, a very prestigious career. You actually were just inducted into the uh, Sports Broadcaster Hall of Fame here in West Virginia. Yeah, I just found out on Friday, the official word, uh, yes, in October, uh, West Virginia Broadcasting Hall of Fame and uh, – uh, I guess that means I'm getting old, Coach, that uh, they uh, are going to induct me. So, yeah, I was very, very uh, humbled, kind of caught off guard, to say the least. Certainly knew it existed and you know, felt, yeah, maybe one of these days. So, maybe not uh, not quite at this time, but uh, I'll take it. Uh, very honored. It's a, it's a, it's a pretty neat uh, Hall of Fame, to say the least. Certainly a lot of people from the state in the broadcasting field and beyond, but it also takes in – people that have made contributions in other areas. So for me, it's really neat to go into a Hall of Fame that also has honored the likes of Don Knotts, Barney Fife, who is from Morgantown. Oh, wow. Uh, Peter Marshall, who, of course, was the host of the Hollywood Squares. He's a Huntington native. And then there was a great uh, comedian back in the day, Soupy Sales, who's also a Huntington native. So, yeah, there's some other people just besides broadcasters. So that's kind of neat. And then to just look at that list – being a state native and to grow up watching some of these people and then ultimately getting into this field and some of the people you've worked with or rubbed shoulders with along the way to be in there with them. It's, it's, it's quite an honor. Two people that I work with on a daily basis, Kenny Bass and Bob Aaron were inducted into this hall of fame a couple of years back. So to be in there with those guys, it, it means a lot. Yeah, Mark, and we talked football before. Talk about your playing career and, and your athletic career and how that made you want to be like a broadcaster. Like, how did that all go together? Well, I started, like most young kids, playing baseball. I played t-ball right here in uh, Ripley, West Virginia. And I was uh, just one of those kids. You know, once I got hooked, I got hooked. Uh, after my first year of t-ball, it wasn't really that big of a deal. I, I kind of liked it. But that fall, I went to a football game. Hmm. And we had gone to football games before. But on this particular night, which I can still remember, it was 1968. And Ripley played uh, Old Spencer High School, which is now part of Roan, is now part of Roan County. And that was the night that really just changed my life forever. There was just something about that whole football game, from the warm-ups to the cheerleaders, the band, the majorettes, the smell of popcorn, the – public address announcer, all that. I just, I was just fixated on sports from that moment on. And 
you know, as a, as a kid growing up in a small town, I, I wanted to be a part of everything. And I was from baseball to football to basketball to wrestling to track to, to uh, actually maybe, maybe my best sport ever. I'm not saying I was a great athlete, but maybe my best sport ever, Zach, was bowling. Oh, shoot. Okay. <laughs> I really, really loved bowling. In fact, I broke my wrist last spring bowling uh, right before I had my heart attack. I broke my wrist bowling. And uh, I just was involved with it in every aspect. And then in high school, played high school football and track and kind of did some, still did some summer baseball. Really loved football. Football is what I wanted to do. I uh, wanted to play college football. Had an injury my senior year, and uh, that that kind of hurt me a little bit. But you know, I, I felt I was probably a, a small college football player, and I went to Salem College initially, which now no longer has football. And I was recruited there by the late Bill Stewart, who became WVU's football coach. Oh wow! Later. Yeah, Coach Stu was an assistant there, and so he and I got to be very close. Now, once I got there. Coach Stewart had left. He took a job at uh, North Carolina as a grad assistant. That sort of started his ascent in his great coaching career. Just a wonderful man. And we kept in touch all these years. The head coach was a guy named Larry Blackstone, who was an All-American at Fairmont State. And he had a twin brother, Barry Blackstone, who also was a longtime coach. And uh, those guys have just been great to me. And we've, we've continued to be friends. I left Salem. After one year, went to Marietta College and played my last three years there. Uh, re really enjoyed it. So, uh, you know, Division three football and played in the Ohio Athletic Conference. That's when Mount Union was just starting oh, to make okay. their climb to about 100 national championships. So, you know, I had some injuries in college, and we didn't win a lot of games, but I spoke to Marietta College's football team a few years ago in summer camp, and I said – if somebody told me right now, well, you can go back and do it over. You're probably going to get hurt again, and you're not going to win very many games. My answer would be, well, where do I sign up? You know, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll do it over in a heartbeat. So that's kind of how it all started. I, I, I thought about wanting to coach, but I'd always had sort of a, a passion for writing. Mm -hmm. And so when I was in college, I got a chance to write for my hometown newspaper, and uh, which I've continued to contribute articles to them for oh, 40 years now. Okay. Yeah. And then, you know, got out of college, uh, had done some radio while in college, and of course, worked at the TV station on the college campus and, you know, just kind of moved along in, in that direction. That's you know, kind of blink and that's where we are. Yeah. I mean, so talk about your broadcast career. Like what, how did that get off the ground? Like what, like what were the pieces that fell into place for that, this all to well, culminate? Well, well, you know how it is, like, just like with your, your career, you got to have people, you know, give you an opportunity. And so I was fortunate enough where I lived that, you know, there were two local newspapers in, in the county and I worked for both of them. And then uh, while I was in college, uh, a radio station uh, was formed and came to Jackson County. And so I got some work with them my senior year in high school or I'm sorry, my senior year in college. And so I had a little bit of, you know, experience in that field, not much, but I did have some. And just, you know, there in college, you know, a small college like Marietta, they had a campus television station that was on the cable system there in, in Marietta, which is a, a decent sized town. And then I did radio and then in newspaper, school newspaper, all that stuff. And then I got out of college and right after I got out of college, my mother passed away of cancer in July. 
So I really just at that moment in time, like most kids are thinking about where am I going to go? Where am I going to travel to? What big mm-hmm. cities am I going to work in? And I just decided at that moment, not that I had any offers, but I just said, you know, I'm going to stick around here for a while, be around my dad and my grandmother, my mom's mother was still living. In fact, she lived to be 105 years old. She was 83 at the time. Her only oh, wow. child died. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And, and I always have to tell this, her, my mother's maiden name is high school. So, oh, geez. So I, I think I was destined to cover high school sports. So, yeah. so uh, but I got out of college and uh, was got a job at a newspaper for just a brief moment. And I had an offer to work at a radio station in Huntington. And so I took that job. And then about a year later, I got a weekend TV job. So I still did radio. So I worked seven days a week for probably three or four years, which I kind of still do. But, you know, when I was young, I took, I just grabbed everything I get mm-hmm. my hands on. And that's kind of, that's kind of how it got going. That's awesome. And Mark, obviously I know you from doing the high school sports. You also work for, you do a lot of stuff for Marshall, correct? Right. Yes. I've done Marshall's radio network now since 2010. And since 2012, we have, uh, our stations have uh, done the uh, coaches shows for mm-hmm. Coach Doc Holliday and now Coach D'Antoni in basketball. And yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I had done a lot of sideline reporting television wise through the years. And, and one of the schools I did a lot for was Marshall. And so that, that was a really great experience for me. I was in radio for about seven years did a lot of play-by-play, did West Virginia State, did a school in Ohio, University of Rio Grande, did a lot of high school sports over in Ohio. And then I took a TV job in Southern West Virginia. And I was there about six years. And that's when I really started getting to do a lot of sideline reporting for, you know, regional networks and and primarily Marshall. Uh, The late Dan Shoemaker, who's a Huntington native, Dan really was a guy that had climbed his way up in the business uh, from a production end and executive end and he he gave me a lot of work really took me under his wings and was great to me as 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 everybody has been and then I I came to Charleston and that's where I've been and done a lot of different things yeah outside of my main job what's it like to travel with a team be like on the sideline like what are some I mean I, I bet that's awesome but that's just so fun to do that it is it is I mean yeah, you know, I, I, guess, I guess for me, it's almost like uh, taking me back to when I when I played. You know, you're just mm-hmm. uh, traveling to a game, and uh, just as you experience as a coach, you know, this is what this is kind of what we did. You know, for all those years in our athletic days, I mean, we got on a bus typically. I mean, I, certainly when I played, I never flew. Yeah, <laughs> so, sure. So that that's been a little different. Uh, but uh, no, it's neat. You know, it's a, it's a quick trip. I mean, you're you know typically uh you'll fly out on a friday for a, a, a road game and then uh you you know the game's played and pull you right back on that plane and you're right back at tri-state mm-hmm. airport in huntington and it's just like that it happens so it you know like 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 a coach will say and i know you'll say to your team it's a business trip mm-hmm. and that's kind of how it's handled and for me it's you know the same deal you're kind of you know finishing up whatever preparation you want to do and you know go out and have a a meal with some of your compadres, your buddies that uh, travel with you and, uh, and then get a good night's sleep and get up and have breakfast or whatever the day is. I, I, I don't know about you, but when it comes to college football, as far as a broadcaster goes, I love 
noon kickoffs. Oh yeah. Because I just, I just want, you know, because that, you know how it was when you played, there was nothing for me, there was nothing worse than the warm ups and just yeah. le- leading up to the game. You know, mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's not really, I don't have nerves now. I certainly did when I played, but I, th- I think you just, uh, I, I just want to get going. And boy, mm-hmm. those night games, the, those days are kind of long. Cause you know, we go to the, we go to the stadium pretty early, you know, to get set up. And, and of course we're on the air a couple hours before kickoff. And what, once we get on the air, I'm, it's great, but boy, just, you know, just kind of having to wait. I'm, I'm not, I'm not very patient. I'm ready to, I'm ready to get going. No matter. It's like getting up in the morning. Once I wake up, it's like, Oh my gosh, I can't, I gotta get going. Yeah. Let's, let's do this thing. And I, you were talking about writing. Like, how big of a part is writing as a, a as a broadcaster? Because that's oh, something I wouldn't have I wouldn't have figured. Yeah, writing's where it all starts. I mean, you've got to have some idea of how to how to form sentences and 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 put things together. And and of course, in broadcasting, you try to write. Of course, I, I got started, you know, in newspapers at a young age. So I, you know, I learned to write you know, in depth and really long. And then once you get into broadcasting, it's, it's so much more condensed. And, and even when I wrote, you know, or still write for newspapers, you know, everything's, you're, you're trying to write conversationally. And, mm-hmm. and so, but yeah, I, I, yeah, writings that you, I, I tell people, if you don't have a passion for writing, this maybe isn't what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, and I don't, and I mean, I'm sure it was the same way when I, I got started, but you know, as I get older and I, you, you meet young people and I met a lot of people, even my own age, if you just want to be on TV, then that's probably not the the best mm-hmm. <laughs> route okay. to take. I, I think you really, you should, and, and you want to have a, a passion for writing. And I, and I certainly do. That's awesome. You also have a passion for, uh, making your kitchen look very decorative. We talked about this before we started. Talk about your wall behind you. It's really interesting. Yeah, my wall is filled with uh, restaurants in my travel. Uh, so when I moved into this house, I, uh, you know, I'm single, and I just said, yeah, I, I, I love. I always loved going into restaurants that that had pictures, and and typically sports pictures. Right. And so you see that at, at various various stops along the way. So my my sports pictures are all downstairs, but I said I'm gonna make my kitchen. I'm just like I've been to all these places that I like. Some some are local, and some are are uh, uh, some are local, and some are uh, you know places I travel. But like like this place here, I don't know if you well you can't see it, but uh, it it is a restaurant that I actually worked at when I was in when I grew up here. So I uh, I kind I kind of got a, a fascination for restaurants when I was a young kid in high school i just wanted to make extra money and there was a restaurant here in town i went and applied for a job and those people were great to me because they worked around my sports schedule and and so i i I, uh i worked for them for about four years and i I just kind of learned a lot about the restaurant kind of always felt maybe i wanted to be a restaurant owner and then and i've had a few friends that are in the restaurant business and and i and i i saw how much work goes into it and you know, there's a whole lot more to owning a restaurant than the fact that you like to eat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. So, so I'll, uh, I'll, just, I'll just, I'll just go enjoy them and let somebody else take care of the business side of it. Yeah, no doubt. You said you 
your Italian food's your thing, right? Is that what you were, you were saying earlier? Yeah, Italian's probably number one, which it probably doesn't need to be. But, uh, you, you know, I, 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 I treat myself from time to time. But, yeah, truth be known, Zach, I, I could uh, probably wake up uh, three meals a day could be pizza. <laughs> oh, there's, there's no doubt <laughs> oh man and shoot we talked about this before you know we we're vegans and there's a bunch of good vegan cheese out there that we love to love yeah I'm, I'm still gonna look into that because you know that's uh, you know as i as most know i had a heart attack a year ago so i'm not and it's not that i my you know my eating habits i'm sure my eating habits aren't bad to be honest but you know, I have my moments, especially when you're on the go and, and yeah. sometimes, but I, I've really, I've really taken a big, big look at things, you know, sodium and different things mm -hmm. like that over the, over the past year and just realized some of the things that I was doing wrong. So of course, a lot of mine was attributed to sleep. Uh, and, you know, I uh, oh, found okay. out I had sleep apnea. And so that, that's really, you know, big, been a big difference maker. So between eating better and sleeping better. And of course I was always exercising. I mean, right before I had my heart attack, I was walking hills in my neighborhood with a weighted vest. So oh, they, uh, they might've saved me probably. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I hope so. Anyway, no doubt. Hey, Mark transitioning to kind of like right now, what are, what are you doing with COVID? Like how is this affecting you as a sports broadcaster and how are you trying to work to overcome this wild season of life we're in yeah well when it first started obviously we were right in the middle of the the state i was broadcasting a girls state basketball tournament game i was doing play-by-play -play, uh for the state tournament and you know we got word on thursday which was day two of the tournament in this third that this third game was going to be it there were still three games to be played that night and the, the semifinals were the next day. And then of course the championships on Saturday. And so, you know, the girls tournament is shut down. There were eight boys regionals to be played that night in class double a, and, you know, it just all came to an abrupt end. And at first you thought, well, maybe we'll get to make all this up and, you know, just time went on and time went on. And so at that point, until you knew there was going to be events coming up because obviously now we're going to head into spring and from a high school standpoint you have baseball softball track and field and tennis and we had none of that but my thoughts were my two the two guys who work with me josh lewis and cj harvey i just said hey guys we we know all kinds of coaches we know all kinds of athletes let's just and we and we all and we like doing stories anyway we just don't get to do as many of them as we have obviously now because we've got games to cover and various other things taking up our time. And so that's what we've done. So I really, we haven't missed a beat. Sometimes I think I've been busier now than because you've got to go out and, you know, crack down stories, but it's not that hard to do to find them, but then you got to go do them. You know, you got to go, you got to go somewhere to, to keep staying ahead of the game, but we've got a lot of, positive feedback from it. I, I think people, we've, I've done a bunch of historical pieces on some teams from the, the area. And a uh, uh, funny story, and you'll appreciate this being a coach. Uh, one of the stories I did early on, uh, a coach uh, from Southeastern Ohio, just across the river, because we get into Ohio and Kentucky, and a guy's name's Norm Pearson. 
and I'd known Coach Pearson for a long time, and he retired from coaching. Mm. He was coaching at a school over in Ohio. It's in Jackson County, Ohio, Oak Hill High School. So there's an Oak Hill, West Virginia, and an Oak Hill, Ohio. And uh, he'd won a state championship there. He's the third all-time winningest high school basketball coach in, in the state of Ohio. Oh, geez. And so he retires. And so this past season was his last season. So I got to do this big story on him. <laughs> About three weeks after that, he sends me a note. says, short retirement. And another high school convinced him to be their coach. So oh, he's right my back gosh. coaching. But I did this big story about his great career. And it's like, and now his career is not finished. But that's, that's okay. He's a great coach. And so, uh, uh, yeah, he's going to be at Lucasville Valley now. So, but, you know, just things, things like that. I, I think I told you I did a story on a baseball player that uh, played in the major leagues from uh, Spencer. Uh, he played for the Baltimore Orioles back in the 60s for just one season. Struck out Mickey Mantle and Roger Maris in the same inning. And Gee, so, yeah, so, you know, we've just – I mean, we've just done – you know, we've caught up with area athletes that are still in college and, you know, some of the high school kids. And, you know, and that's who I really am feeling for right now especially is, is – I, I mean, I can't – I just think back to my – all my years of high school football, let's just say, and, and certainly going into that senior year, the final go-around is a Ripley Viking. And, mm. man, I, I can't even imagine what I would have been going through if, yeah. if I was having to deal with this. So, so I'm, you know, just every night say a little prayer for, you know, everybody, first and foremost, everybody's safety. But I, I just really hope that, these kids, you know, they, you know, because I mean, just being here in my hometown, you know, their girls' track team probably would have won a third consecutive state title, yeah. and they had, had two of the great, probably the two of the greatest runners. Well, they did. They had two, the two greatest runners probably of all time in school history. You know, on the same team, and uh, Tori Starcher, you know, she's got a full ride to Stanford University, and you know, she yeah. was going to try to win a. She was, you know, she won the pin relays last year in the mile, and you know, she was going to. This year, this past spring, she was going to win the 32, the 16, the 8, and anchor the 4x4 four four to state championships for a fourth straight year. She'd never lost. Yeah. Uh, you know, in, in her height. And yeah, boy, you just had, and just, you know, just countless stories like her the, of people that missed out on that spring and, and, and the state tournaments, you know. I mean, uh, you know, there's just so many unanswered things of what happened to the state basketball tournament. You know, you never even got to finish that. And, Never got the spring sports off the ground, so I just, I just really hope that you know I'm, I'm the type of guy. Even if there is just, uh, you know, you, you get to play some games and maybe you got to take a week off because something hits, you know, any anything's better than nothing at all. I think at this point. Oh yeah, I mean I, I couldn't imagine what it'd be like without a high school football season. My goodness. Uh, yeah, I, I can't either. If uh, you mentioned the Hall of Fame and when they called and told me that I'd be inducted. The, the date is actually October 31st, if they are able to have a ceremony. And, uh, and Marshall is on the road that weekend to Miami. And and I said, well, it's tough. I said, I guess I can do a taped speech or whatever it mm-hmm. is they, they have you do. I'm not even sure really at this point what, what I'm supposed to do. But I said, I said if I have a choice, I said, if, if I got to be with Marshall, I said, that means we're having football season. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, kind of, that's the way I'm kind of looking at that right now. So, and I get asked that all the time. People are like, what, what do you think? I said, well, you know, I just try to always look at the glass full 
And mm. so that's, that's my, that's been my attitude through all this. I've just kind of got my head bare. You know, I came to see you. I'm just, I'm just acting like it's, it, this has happened. You know, that's, that's, and again, I get it. I mean, I know this is, this, we're in uncharted waters here. I, I get it. And I mm. hope, you know, I just, I just hope for the best for, for everybody. Cause you know, it, it, you know, always step back. And when you look and, you know, whether it's an obituary in the newspaper or whatever, you, you know, you know, you know, somebody's hurting because they've lost somebody. So every time they, <clears throat> they, they put the dad out of it, they yeah. with deaths. Well, you, you also know there's, there's a lot of people out there that, that they've lost loved ones through this and, and, and uh, that breaks your heart. So we just hope we can, you know, all kind of get through this together. And I, but I do feel, and I know I'm talking like a sports guy here, but I do, but I do feel like if we had football and not just football, but in the fall, you know, there's, there's golf, there's cross country, there's soccer, there's volleyball, there's cheerleading competition. You know, I just think it could help make everybody feel Mm -hmm. somewhat better. I think people are smart and I think people know, well, I probably don't need to go to the game and we get that. And, and I know football especially is, there's nothing but contact going on in football. You know, if you don't like contact, if you don't, <laughs> you know, whether you're a receiver, I know you were a lineman, you know, you're, you're in contact yeah. every single play. You know, I, I, I was the guy trying to avoid getting hit, <laughs> catch the pass and try to get away from somebody. Yeah, yeah. But, but you know, uh, it, it, it's just, well, I, I think just see what happens, you know. Uh, it's like the Southeastern Conference commissioner last week, he was asking about the spring if they could move to the spring. They said, well, you know, right now, who's to say what, what it could be like in the spring? If, yeah. If everything's good right now, you can kind of do it and ease your way in. Again, there may be weeks, you know, this, this team had to shut down or that team had to shut it down. That probably will happen. And, you know, I hope it doesn't. But if, but if it does, maybe at least we're, we're involved and we all have something to look forward to each day. And, again, safety being first and foremost. Yeah, like you said, there's no guarantee it's better in the spring. I mean, there really isn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and, again, it may not be better in October. It could be better in November. It could, you know, but I, I think maybe just, you know, I'm not sure, like here in West Virginia, you know, they delayed it just the one week. And, and you know, hopefully we can get, we'll get it going then. And, and then uh, we'll just, you know, take it week by week and, and go go – you know, hopefully you can get through it and crown state champions. And, you know, maybe the one Nitro Wildcats will be up there hey. in Wheeling Island Stadium. <laughs> that would be awesome. Let's go. Let's go get it. I want to get your thoughts on this um, before we wrap this up. Are you, have you watched these baseball games where there's no fans in the stands? Like, what? What are you yeah. thinking about? There's, like, cutouts and stuff. <laughs> I know. I, I, I watched a little bit the other day, and it, and I got to admit, it was it was hard to – I mean, I'm glad to see baseball. I'm yeah. glad it's being played. So, Again, I'll take I'll take whatever. But growing up in this area, you know, Cincinnati Reds, Pittsburgh Pirates, uh, primarily the teams, and and for me, growing up, probably a little bit more Reds. Uh, my grandfather was a big Reds fan, but uh, but I always liked the Pirates too. I just I love baseball. And when I was growing up, Zach, uh, there was a Triple A. Charleston had a Triple A team. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, the Char- yeah, the Charleston Charlies, and so those, and they were affiliated with the, for the most part, with the Pirates. So, so when we were kids, we were seeing guys who were right there on the cusp of, you know, stepping up to the to the big show. And but I was listening to a Reds game the other night. I was driving, and, and they were on, and 
course, they've got crowd noise kind of being piped in there. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Mat. Yeah, I guess they've got some Nat sound. You know, they probably have actual Nat sound mics for, you know, the ball hitting the mid or, you know, off the bat or whatever. But, yeah, it was just sort of a steady stream of just, you know, nothing crazy, not like, you know, just the crowd going nuts, but just that you could just tell that, yeah, it it it, it sounded so it sounded almost like you know so I thought well that, that sounds pretty good actually so and yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure I know the Pirates were on the road uh, for their opener because I heard an interview the other morning with the Pirates broadcaster and uh, so he did not travel so he was calling games from back you know okay. in, in Pittsburgh so so I think and I think they're doing a lot of that. Uh, in terms of, you know, maybe the broadcasters aren't going on the road, you know, just tr- probably trying to just limit the the travel. And, yeah. and I haven't, and I haven't, we really haven't had too many conversations yet with Marshall, you know, as to what, what will happen there. Of course, the way I try to do it with Marshall, if I don't fly unless I just, I just have to, because mm-hmm. I, I don't like, I don't, I don't want to miss high school football. Right. But, you know, I can't. I, I can do. I can pull it off on some games, but you know, I, I can't leave Charleston, West Virginia, at eleven thirty on Friday night and get to Miami. Or, yeah, no. Or, uh-huh. or Dallas, Texas, or, or some of those places. But uh, this year's schedule is not too bad, you know. And and you know, I just just talking about Martin. You know, of course, we know WVU's already lost one game with NC State, or I'm sorry, with Maryland. And you know, here's Marshall with two games in the month of September at home against Pitt and Boise State. Yeah. And that's, you know, man, I mean, you, you know, they just don't get that every year. And uh, I hope that works out that they can, they can have those games. And, and you know, I, and I think about high school football around our area. And, you know, there, there are some schools that travel well with mm-hmm. their fans. But I, I don't know necessarily know that I'm at school football games where they act. So I think, you know, yeah. the home crowd of a Nitro or whatever could probably filter over to the other side at Silverwood sure. Field. And so, how? by the way, I, I know you're asking the question, I don't want to, but how, how's the field looking? Uh, I mean, they're, they're, they're getting to the, the point where they're going to put gravel down. And okay. I'll, I'll okay. see that today. We have workouts today. Okay. And... Awesome. Awesome. That's so neat. That's going to be great. What's it going to have in the end zone? I think it's just going to say nitro. nitro. I've seen the original drawing, but that stuff can change. So I'll know yeah, when sure. it. Sure. I'll know when you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But what a, but what a, uh, what a, what a thing for your program. It's awesome. Absolutely, Mark. As we wrap wrap this up, give like a, a potential a, a young young man or woman who wants to be a broadcaster just a nugget, something you think that would help them to become a, a broadcaster. Well, I think, you know, of course, and this thing has changed a lot through the years. I never, I never would have dreamed when I, when I got started that I would be, you know, maybe doing something like this, sure. <laughs> the internet in general, face, Facebook, FaceTime, uh, Twitter, all these things. But, but I, I still think it goes back to what we talked about earlier, writing. I, I think you really, if you, if you just have this passion for writing, get, go there, you know, take any, take, all the different kind of speech classes and things of that nature you can do. And one of the, and I, I didn't really think about it at the time, but when I was in high school, I, I, I kind of enjoyed being in, being in plays. 
okay. And I got I got involved with the, the thespian group, and and so yeah. you know that that got me used to being in front of people, and then because uh, I can remember my first speech that I ever gave in a in a speech class my senior year in high school, my legs were shaking, and I'm thinking I'm in a I'm in a class with 20 different people, and I knew all of them, but that's how nervous I was, and so. Just getting over all that, because really, you know, certainly in, t- in TV, uh, you know, you don't see the people that are looking at you. So, but mm-hmm. so I, I'm more, I'm more nervous even now, not, not too much, but you know, when, when there's a crowd out there, you give a speech or you MC a banquet or whatever the case may be. But I just think write as much as you can read as much as you can. I mean, I've always, always loved to read. So that helped and, and just uh, really work on, your enunciation and you know just uh, your speech and because I, I went from a West Virginia college you know grew up in West Virginia and I went to a West Virginia college initially and then I transferred to Ohio and one of the very first one of the first classes I had was the was a voice and diction class and the professor and she was she was very nice about it but I she just said you from where you're from and I didn't put the g on the end of a word like anything everything huh. you know uh, we don't re- realize we're saying you know i was yeah nothing and saying and you know just the slang yeah. and, huh. and boy you know i mean that just opened my world to a, you, know, you just can't talk i mean you can't force it and fake it you want to be yourself but you also have to have to talk the right way mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh not, not that i was terrible but i just you know just little little things like that so i, I think the more you can do in that in that aspect the the better it's going to be for you and it, it's a, it's an exciting field i mean it's it's changing every day now and and it's hard to tell what it's going to be like back in the day or uh, uh, as we move forward but as i look back in the day you know i still think it's the nuts and bolts you you got to know how to write you know you need to know how to talk you need to be conversational and and i think everything else will fall in place and it's it's competitive but at the same time if you want it bad enough it it, it will happen there's a lot out there i mean my goodness gracious i grew up with three tv stations and now (laughs) (laughs) yeah and i don't i don't watch that much tv just from a standpoint of watching tv because i'm just busy a lot but when you know, I enjoy when I get home at night, just kind of unwinding for a little bit. And I'll turn on the TV and I sit there and I'm flipping through 200 channels. I'm like, wow. Yeah, geez. So there's work, there's work out there somewhere. <laughs> Absolutely. Mark, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate okay, this. Coach. Appreciate it, buddy. Awesome. Look forward um, to seeing you soon, okay? Absolutely, my friend. Thank you. Thank okay. you very much okay. for doing this. Go Wildcats. Go Wildcats. Absolutely. See you, buddy. See you.